Hey there, enjoying SBO Perspectives? Make sure to like, subscribe, and rate us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Now, on to this week's episode. Welcome to SBO Perspectives, the pulse of school business. And the official podcast of ASBO International. Yes, this is the official podcast, and we are officially at the conference. And so um, I am Dr. Jack R. Mitchell here along with the... John Bricado. That's right, the esteemed John Bricado. And we just, uh, we're so elated to be here in person like we did last year, live, but a little bit more of a flavor this year. And uh, so we just, we didn't flag them down. But we know a great, great person that just stopped by. Yeah, longtime uh, supporter, Nathan Pierce from Life Touch. Nathan, how are you doing, my man? Nathan. Jack, John, it's great to see you guys. Great There's to see so you. so much energy in this room. You school business officials we are know. amazing. We know how to have a good time. We're yeah. like Energizer Bunnies. Yeah, you know that? Yeah. Yeah. So this is, so you're no stranger to these annual conferences and expos. So what, what do you draw from these? Like, what do you appreciate most about coming here? I mean, I know... I'm sure you had a lovely booth. You're, you're a huge partner with ASBO International. But for you personally, what do you get out of these conferences? You know, I'm someone that believes deeply in that there's so much noise in our everyday life, right? There is so much that we have to block out. Right. And when we have these opportunities to gather together to celebrate our connection and some of our joined mission, mm-hmm. there's something really special in being able to do that so, and yeah. be able to take a, a couple of moments to reflect on some of the good things that are happening. No question, right? I'm a photographer, so part of my mission is to help people tell their stories. Right. And so there are so many things that are happening in our world that are frightening and that are scary and that are, are, are noise. And one of the things that we get to do at a place like this is to really help enjoy this, this moment of togetherness and right, to yes. celebrate the recognition, all the great things that are happening in our educational communities. Now, Nathan, I have to say this, right? Now, you modestly said you're a photographer, but we know you're well more than just a photographer. You're phenomenal at that. Yeah. Um, but looking forward to Life Touch, uh, I was selected to go on a mission. Um, and you have to see it there because um, I did actually go into the session uh, that uh, Tamara and Cindy had yesterday, and Jan was there, and you were there. It was great. Um, but what can I really expect there? You know, it's my first time too, Jack. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, oh, nice. you know, and here's, here's the great thing about the Life Touch Memory Mission is that you have one opportunity to serve uh, in your lifetime. Right. And so you get to be called for this mission of service just once. Yes. And so I've been now here with the company 19 years. I've applied wow. each and every year with the exception, obviously, of the, the COVID years. Sure, so, uh, sure. Kind of threw a wrench in it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so for me, um, this has been the first time that I've been selected. Wow, I didn't know you that. must be excited. Oh, you know, I, I'm excited, but I'm I'm nervous too. Where and is it is it in Guatemala again, or where? Yeah, is it? so we're going back to rural Guatemala. Mm-hmm. Great, and uh, you know, I don't speak a lot of Spanish. <laughs> hey, you may pick up a few phrases. Well, it, but, could be, yeah. it could be Mayan too. Remember what you said yesterday? Oh my gosh, I yeah. know, right? Yeah, yeah. So, it and could I, be. You know, they had posted some pictures, I think, on LinkedIn yesterday or the day before, just showing those bottle cap walls and everything. It, Phenomenal. You know, I'm I'm Oops. drawn to that. Um, yeah. You know, that's something that I think that resonates with a lot of a lot of our of a lot of our communities, right? Yeah. Is the, you know, kind of the dual nature that 
you know, we want to build communities that are sustainable, right? Absolutely. And that, Correct. you know, that have a dual purpose in terms of making communities feel great about their sense of identity, but also maybe, maybe solving a problem or two. And right. yeah. um, a lot of that trash is a challenge that developing nations do face. Absolutely. And it, it's really neat to be able to see that we're able to marry kind of those two opportunities together. And so when is this trip? Is this coming January, February? Is that when it is? So Jack yeah. and I will leave. Uh, was it, uh, 17th, 24th. Right, when it's nice and cold. So when John's freezing, <laughs> Jack and I are going to be, uh, be yeah, nice, pretty much uh, about the equator. Yes. Yeah. 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 It'll be well, great. Actually, my geography's not that great. It might not be quite the create the I can't equator. wait to pack for this trip. Well, Cindy and uh, Marrow gave us some great tips. So, yeah. yeah. It should be good. Well, that's exciting, Nathan. Yeah, um, we're excited about it. Yeah. Yeah, we always appreciate your support and thanks for dropping by. And yeah. uh, thank you so much for all that you both bit. do, too. Thank you so much for supporting. Absolutely. Thanks, Nathan. Thanks, guys. Harry, be all well. Right. See you, yes. Hey, we got somebody right here. Yeah. Let me know. Hi, how are you? Come Doing on. well. How are you? Great. How are you enjoying the conference? Oh, very much. Very yes. much. Yeah. Tell us about it. What are you what are you picking up the most um, from it so far? I think it's the you know, meeting everyone and networking yeah. with all everyone and of course getting all the new updates. Right. Uh, on all everything that has to do with education and budgeting, which mm -hmm. is always helpful. Uh, and I got my federal updates, which was you know, enlightening. That's tremendous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tremendous. Could you, for our listeners out there, tell us where you're from. Uh, I'm from Long Island, New York. Huh? <laughs> you can get my accent. <laughs> yeah, I get that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. And, and is the this so this conference is this something you attend regularly? Is this your first time? Well, uh, yeah, I hadn't for a few years. Okay. Uh, but now I started again, so I'm very happy. I did. I did. I did. I'm an Eagle Award winner. Oh, congratulations. So, uh, That's great. Yeah, from years back. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. so uh, it's glad to be in it again, yes. you know, and coming yes. back. Oh. It's, it's very good. good. Yeah. It's well, very good, good to see stuff. you. Okay. Nice Thanks, to see Mary. you. Thanks, Mary. Bye. Okay. Appreciate Come on in. How you doing? Gentlemen, Ryan. how are you? Oh, yeah, you have to meet in person. Oh, yeah. my gosh. How are you? Good. Oh. Good to see you. I had to get up and get Ryan, my Ryan, how are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, how are you? I'm doing well. Ryan Pendleton, I've got Eric Roush with me. Eric Roush is uh, deputy at Columbus Public Schools, and Great. I was okay. at Akron Public Schools when we did our podcast the last time. That was a tremendous episode because you talked about the legislation yeah. and the history. Yeah. You remember that, John? Yeah, one of one of our more favorite episodes to be so influential in something with like funding. You know, they don't. The legislature doesn't necessarily always consult the experts, but glad to hear that you know there's opportunities out there yeah. for that. That we were really excited to be a part of, and Eric played an important role. He was brought up through the legislative side of the equation okay. um, and is likely going to serve on ASBO's legislative committee too in the How future. Awesome. So yeah, we're, we're talking to them shortly. Uh, are you actually. really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they're going to give us an about update. two minutes. Well, that's why I'm here. So, uh, Perfect. Oh, great. All right. Just hanging out. Okay. Yeah. Good Thank to you see both you. for Good stopping by. Well. All right. So we're sitting here on the expo floor and are surrounded by the Legislative Advocacy Committee of ASBO International. Welcome, everybody. We're happy to have you stop by the booth today. Welcome, everybody. We like to go around and have you all introduce yourselves for our listeners. Yeah. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. It's Ryan Pendleton from Ohio, and I'm a uh, almost five-year member on the Advocacy Committee. Great, awesome. welcome. You can pick it up, too, if you like, if it's easier. And hi, I'm Elika Yost, the Director of Advocacy at ASBA International, and I get to work with all these amazing people. Awesome. Yes, nice to meet you in person, Elika. Hi, I'm Ann Chapman. I'm with Wisconsin ASBA. I'm the Research Director, and I just started there about a year ago, and I've been on the Advocacy Committee for just a few months. Okay, Wonderful. welcome. Wasbo in the house. 
Hi, I'm Bill Sutter. I'm the immediate past president for ASBO International and the board liaison. Uh, don't forget, AKA, you know, I don't want to say it, you say it. <laughs> I can't say it. <laughs> I'll let John Huxley say it. <laughs> Hi, my name's Chris Smith. I've been on the advocacy committee for about six months and I'm from Katy, Texas. Great, West great, East. welcome. Nice to meet you. Hi, I'm Jeff Holloman, uh, fourth year on the advocacy committee and I'm from uh, Jacksonville, North Carolina. Wonderful. All right, Jeff, we gotta talk to you later. We haven't been North Carolina yet. And, we know uh, you. You know me, Brian Chechnicki, the executive director of Asbo yes. New York. Who yeah. are your face? Good to see you, Brian. Absolutely, well, welcome everybody. We appreciate your time coming over. So, uh, for those listening, um, jump in whoever wants to, but just give us an idea of what your work is, what your purpose is, and kind of why you're involved in the advocacy committee. Yes, anybody. So this is Elika uh, with Asbo. I'll start with just kind of what what the written on paper, you know, description sure. is of the committee, what right. they're supposed to do, and then they could say what actually happens. Uh, <laughs> but no, so ASPA's Legislative uh, Advisory Committee, they were formed to really just identify what are those big issues that impact school business officials, mm -hmm. uh, what should we be advocating for in Washington, D.C.? So these are things like education funding, school nutrition issues, school infrastructure and safety issues, anything that's really impacting the profession. And this amazing committee, they put up with me every day. <laughs> I, I, the best committee. <laughs> the best committee, yes, they're okay. the best committee. Uh, and they get to decide, you know, what issues are we lobbying on? What bills do we support? What comments are we going to submit on regulations? Who are we going to meet with in terms of offices? Uh, so they're a bunch of awesome rock stars. Love it. So what's the biggest, biggest, most pressing issue that anybody can state out right now? Money, 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 money. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one right there. Yeah, so could you maybe give us a, uh, a glimpse into what like, kind of your focus has been as of late? I mean, I know we, yeah. talk, we talked a little bit about the expiring federal funding. That's been really challenging for districts. But can you tell us really what your focus has been as a committee maybe in the past year or so? Uh, one of the topics that uh, we work on is uh, trying to get a glide path towards full funding of IDEA. Okay. Uh, yes. As you okay. may know, uh, that program is, is very underfunded, mm -hmm. and uh, while we're not expecting that we're going to be able to achieve that immediately, we have to keep that uh, attention out there to continue to work towards that. Great. Great. Hi, this is Ann from Wisconsin ASBO. I'll just add to that, when we were in um, D.C. last summer advocating up at the Hill, I talked a lot about IDEA funding as well because in Wisconsin, we have a lot of different districts, rural, urban, with lots of diverse needs. But one thing that unifies them all is that we don't fund special education anywhere near the level of the cost. Sure. And federal funding isn't helping that much. So that's a huge issue that kind of okay. unifies us all. Great. This is Ryan from Ohio. Uh, one of the committee charges was uh, talking about ESSER funds, fiscal cliff, and the continuation and flexibility and uses, and how we got to use those one-time funds. So we spent a lot of time advocating for uh, extension of those funds, yes. maybe what programs worked, what didn't. Right. Mm -hmm. One, um, just a little plug for Elica here and uh, and the committee is you really get a sense of working for all kids, not just for your own state, Absolutely. but for the nation. That's huge. It gives you a great perspective. Yes. Okay. All right. So can you can you give us a little perspective in terms of boots on the ground? I mean, are are legislators receptive to the the issues at hand? I mean, are, when you when you're in Washington D.C., are you seeing action from 
legislators? Are they are they working with you? I mean, what is it like? Are, are, are our words falling on deaf ears? So I would start and ask them to share their experiences about the Legislative Advocacy Conference. So we were just in D.C. this summer. They had a chance to meet with their lawmakers and their Great. offices and really talk about some issues. So if you guys want to share, you know, your experiences on the Hill and some of the issues you talked about, maybe any action you think we might be able to see or maybe not see would be helpful. I would just say, uh, we typically meet with staffers when we go to the offices, and you may think, hey, here's this young 20-something that's uh, there in the office, and what impact would that really have? Um, but believe it or not, those are the folks in Washington that are making things happen behind the scenes. It's important to build a relationship with the staff there so that you can open those lines of communication and be a resource to them. And so, yes, I do feel like we're making uh, progress. They were very receptive to uh, listening to our concerns. Great, great. Let's, can we talk about maybe the committee for a second just to get a glimpse for our listeners uh, as how it's made up? terms of members, um, as far as like how maybe folks who are interested can, can join in. Maybe anybody can share just a few tidbits regarding the uh, committee. Yeah, sure. So um, the Legislative Advisory Committee has about a dozen or so people on it. And okay. what, who's included? It's uh, several SBO practitioners. Mm -hmm. And we make sure that they're from states and districts across the country, different sizes, demographics, because we really want that wide range of perspective, sure, you sure. know, for voices on, on these issues. And then we also have legal or legislative or policy experts, so the people who know the policy stuff. So um, me being director of advocacy, I'm the staff liaison, but I kind of also function as a policy expert. We also have Anne here, who's a research director at WASBO, so she's got that, you know, policy and research mind or expertise. Uh, and then we also have liaisons from our affiliate executive directors, like Brian here. Uh, we have our board liaison, Bill. Uh, so we make sure that we're incorporating voices from the state affiliate ASBOs as well and our executive leadership. So we really try to make sure it's, it's a, a diverse group of people. Uh, as far as you know, how long they serve on the committee, uh, it's three-year terms, and okay. they can do two terms the second's an optional, or if they're like, oh no, I'm tired of Elika, get her out of my face. <laughs> no. I'm running for the hills. No, Mercy that's fine, not. no offense. Uh, so uh, they, they serve three-year terms, and then, uh, but it's on a rotating basis. So we have some folks where their term is gonna end uh, next year, so we'll have a call for applications for openings to apply. Great. Uh, we post that information out to members. Mm -hmm. Usually on our global network, we'll post an announcement, hey, we got some openings, here's how to apply. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Probably middle of next year, we'll, we'll have some openings. Great, Great. sounds Great. good, thanks, Elika. <laughs> Uh, this is Bill again. So let me just jump in and say, like, so much of the federal advocacy is the, like the long game. Right. Might be used to the the short game in your state where you're just working on something in the year. Like the the long game. So that three year term with with two terms mm -hmm. gets you the uh, the the longevity you need to participate in some of this uh, and and have the same voices uh, uh, on there for a while to to know what's going on because it is yeah it's not short term. Nothing's happening of overnight. Course. That's politics. awesome. So, I mean, there's a myriad of committees and opportunities to give back to each other, to serve for students. Um, I'd love to hear why those of you standing in front of me are involved specifically with the Legislative Advisory Committee. What drew you to this and why do you continue to kind of serve on this committee? This is Jeff Ginn. Well, for me, um, 
I first got involved after coming to an ASBO and listening to one of Ellica's presentations about uh, federal regulation. It got real, me really excited. Personally, for me, this is the fun part of the job. I do all that other financial stuff, right. but mm -hmm. when I can really get to the advocacy, that's the fun part of the job. That's where you can really make a difference and try to make a change. Wonderful, wonderful. How do you, Christopher, anybody else? Well, I, I would just say I was, I was, uh, Told to apply for the committee and applied, and it's been okay. yeah, told. it's been a fantastic <laughs> experience over these last six months. But you know, why why do I enjoy advocacy? Well, you know, I work for kids every day. Uh, my district has about ninety five thousand kids, and uh, we 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 work really hard for our kids. And to be able to advocate is just natural to be able to take it to another level and say, hey, uh, at the national level, even the state level, with advocacy, uh, trying to do as best we can for kids in this country. Awesome. How do you work in tandem? with some of the other committees, if, if, if. Uh... Last night, we uh, we had a battle of the committees. <laughs> oh, we were okay. stationed we across the room. Oh, legislative. I love it. Always okay. won. Okay. It was Obviously. against the uh, editorial committee, so they're pretty powerful storytellers. We know about you know that. Yeah. We know about yeah. them, yeah. Uh, but Elika represented. All right. Yeah. I would have no doubt. Love that. So for those that may be interested in serving, can you give us a glimpse at kind of a year in terms of commitment? Like, what is your, what is your cycle look like as a committee member, like, throughout the year? So, so you're talking about, like, the commitment? Like, what? what yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say... As, as far as committees go, um, the Legislative Advisory Committee is a lot more intensive as far as volunteer time that is required sure. uh, uh, to, to serve on it. And this is because of the fast nature of advocating on an issue. Sometimes we don't find out that a vote is going to happen until maybe 48 hours ahead. So I will send out an email to the committee, let them know, here's what's going on, here's what the vote's about. Where is our position on this? I need you to respond by Saturday at noon, please. Right, right, right. <laughs> and that's why they choke. And the, you know, as uh -huh. far as you know, me chasing them down for stuff. Uh, but uh, you know, I would say on average, you might get maybe three to five emails a week if it's a slow week. Wow. If it's a really fast week, you're going to get more than that. Sometimes it's a simple decision. Do we want to sign on to this or not? You read the letter and you're like, yep, this aligns with our priorities, what right. we're about. Uh, sometimes it's, we're providing comments on very technical regulations. Can you, you know, make sure that this aligns with what a school business official would think on this issue, particularly overtime regulations? A school business official might feel a little differently about that than, say, um, a labor union. So you don't always right. fall into the same um, position on certain issues. So they have to take the time to read what the request is, read what the particular letter or maybe a summary of the bill or a summary of the regulations. There's a lot of discussions through email threads. Um, okay. So it's a lot of conversations. We do have committee calls if it's something that's a really technical issue we've got to dig into. We meet in person once a year at the advocacy conference. We do a huge orientation uh, meeting. Awesome. And I don't know if you guys want to talk about that a little bit, just the value of, of y'all coming together. Uh, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah, I, this is Brian from New York. Uh, you know, as the as the representative from the affiliate executive directors, you know, I obviously don't have 
the uh, practitioner view from the school districts, but you know, I'm bringing the the collective insights from from all of our, our state. ASBO associations, and I think one of the things that I, I found in going to the conference for the first time this summer was um, just the amount of information that was available. My, my background is really in state finance. I'm, I'm very familiar with how New York State funding formulas work, but I don't know a lot about IDA and Title I, and so this conference was a great uh, opportunity for me to learn some of those nuts and bolts, and so even for non-LEC members and even for uh, sort of non-execs, the, the conference is really a great opportunity to, to come to Washington, D.C. in the middle of summer when it's blazing hot, um, but, but really, uh, really get, a, get a, a great education on a lot of these topics. I was just going to add to that. This is Anne from WASPO. Um, one of the things that was great from my perspective, being new in my position and new on the committee, was the very first thing we did was go around and everybody talked about what the challenges were in each of their states. Mm, so that really great. helped me put our issues in perspective, see what we have in common and what we need to maybe look out for. And it was also a great time to get to know each other. And do you find it challenging working with multiple states? Are there competing interests and priorities? How do you kind of distill all that into something purposeful that you can bring to the Hill every year? It was amazing how common uh, the issues were, given how different our states were. I right. mean, our, our states are different on a lot of levels, but just the political landscape in each of our states, in terms of whether we have we have divided government or you know it's a it's a lock in one party, we still had a lot of similar issues that we could really learn from each other on. It was kind of uncanny. That's yeah. awesome. That's right. great. Now we always ask our guests if you've heard the podcast about any advice you could possibly yeah, give yeah, yeah, to yeah. SBOs. I would say in their respective states, um, if they want to get involved more, right, in legislation and, and be an advocate for their state, how would anybody go about doing so? It's Ryan from Ohio. Uh, it's one of the reasons I joined ASBO Advocacy Committee is legislators want to hear from member districts. Right. They really want to hear stories. Um, our lobbyists, our content experts, the people that bring us together are very important in the equation but what really resonates with lawmakers is the individual stories. And so get involved at the local level, do this simple Google search, find out who your lawmaker is and make contact. Offer nice. coffee, uh, to meet with them, offer to be a resource, and then tell your story when you've got the confidence uh, at the state house, whether it's in your own state or in DC, they do want to hear about it. That's, That's great. great. That's awesome. Any other advice that you can part with? I'd say uh, ASBO offers uh, resources online that Elica has put together, great packages on how to approach legislators and going through that process and encourage people to go online and check out the uh, presentations that she's put out there. Uh, and I think one other thing from, you know, from the perspective of somebody who's been in government and doing government relations for, for my whole career, one thing that I've discovered in this role is there is a lot, of, a lot of intimidation, right? People are sort of scared to get involved right. or, or not sure what to do, or yeah. it's, 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 you know, you're, you're talking about power brokers and things like that, but I think for me the big takeaway is don't be intimidated by it, right? These, these are all, at the end of the day, these are all humans who happen to have just a lot like of power, us. but they want to hear from, hear from us, as, as earlier folks were saying. So I think it's just important to, to not be scared about that. Look out for peers like members of the LEC and, and folks in your states who do this work, but, but really 
any and all of us can and should do this work. There, there's no reason to not just because you don't think you're smart enough or you don't, you're not familiar enough with the issues or you don't have the right uh, letter next to your name, whatever the case may be. Really, you know, this is really a collective effort that we should all be involved in. Awesome. Agreed. Awesome. And well said. Yeah. Well, members of the LAC, thank you so much for stopping by all. the podcast today and uh, enjoy the rest of the conference. Yes. Appreciate you guys. Take care. All right, today is day two of the Exposition Floor Live interviews, and today I am excited. Our, our first conversation with Bob Merkel. Bob, you are the Assistant Superintendent for Business at Grand Island Schools in New York. Recently appointed, is that correct? Yes, sir. I've been there for about three months now. So I'm always curious, what, what is... And, before we even dive into you in your first three months, what were you, tell, us, tell us about your career path and what led you to what you're doing now. So, you know, I, I've spent the last 15 years in, in my career in career and technical education. And, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I was thinking about what my next step would be. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the business role really attracted me. So, you know, I, I went back to school. You were my teacher for uh, for a couple classes there. Yeah, and, full disclosure. Uh, full disclosure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and, and the more I got into it, the more I, I uh, realized that, that it was a good decision. And uh, I, I love it. Love it so far. And, I mean, it's probably a little different for you because you've been in education for a long time. But did you even have an idea that a business office existed in a school district? I, You know, it's funny. I, I really didn't. I really didn't realize uh, that office was there or what they did or what they were about. So it was uh, it, it was interesting learning about it. And, uh, you know, I've, I've had a little bit of experience with budgets and grants and stuff, but right. never really understood or, or realized that the office was there. So you're three months in. You're on the other side. How's it going? It's going good. Uh, we just finished up our my my first audit in our first state reporting season. Uh, you know, I understand those are a couple of the hardest challenges as a business yep, official. Heavy lift. Um, so, but uh, you know, it, it, they were great procedures to go through because now I, I really kind of got a great in-depth uh, realization of what our budget is and, right. and what it does and how it works and, and the living organism that it is. Yeah, and I, and I think just like speaking from my own experience, I came into the business office with little to no experience. I had a district take a chance on me. <clears throat> but I realized if you get through the first year, you're golden because our jobs are very cyclical. And if you can absorb as much as you can in the first year, there's not too much that changes from year to year. There's minor variances, but um, it sounds like you're off to a great start. I mean, so I know you're only three months in. What is kind of like the, the biggest surprise to you now that you've been in the seat for a little bit? Like, what weren't you expecting? Um, you know, I just wasn't expecting, like with the state reporting, I didn't realize what a beast that was, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. the state wants a lot, and, the, you know, you really have to have a great understanding of your budget and all the moving parts in order to do that report. And, uh, you know, it, it was a good exercise, and, and I had a good predecessor. She, she left me in a very good yep, spot. Absolutely. And uh, she left me a lot of breadcrumbs, so, you know, it, it was... Uh, it, it was it wasn't too too bad getting through the exercise because of that. Yeah, and so what are you looking forward to most? You know, we're we're halfway through October. You have an entire budget year left. What are you looking forward to most, kind of moving forward in the new job? So you know, the next the next uh, big project I have is really you know getting into our budget for next year. And uh, you know, I I know we have a capital project coming up in the next couple of years. So starting to plan for next year's budget and the, and the capital project. And now that I have a really good understanding of our budget, you know, I can really start 
making some uh, some decisions on how we best right. plan and best prepare for those those next big steps. Awesome. So uh, let's pivot a little bit. Tell me about your, this is your first time at ASBO International. Uh, how's your experience been so far? It, it's been great. You know, a lot of great sessions, different things. Um, you know, yesterday I was really like, you know, here's a couple problems that I have. Let me, right. let me see what I can do. You know, fundraising is always a, a contentious issue. The, yes. the auditors yeah. don't like cash yeah. going through. So, you know, I was able to talk to some auditors, to, to some of our exhibitors about, you know, some different tools that they have to make the auditors happy and right. to, to uh, help us collect funds. And, you know, there, there was a great session this morning led by yourself on long-term <laughs> financial planning, Thank you. which Thank is you. very important, you yeah. know, as I look to the next budget season and look to the capital projects, you know, help me give me some ideas on how to present those things to our board of education and, and to our constituents to, to help them understand our budget and what our priorities are and uh, help us move in a good direction for our students. Awesome, so I mean, <clears throat> this is an annual conference. Is this something you see yourself attending year after year, why or why, or why not? Absolutely, you know, it's just uh, always getting ideas, new ideas, see what other people are doing, yeah. trying to get better and better every year, you know. I'm I'm brand new in the game, so, you know, I don't pretend to be an expert at, at any of it, but, uh, you know, it, it's just good. I've already gotten several ideas that I can employ when I get back home. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and I, not to speak for you, but I'm sure you, you've witnessed this already, you're part of a really tight-knit network. Even though we're at a national conference and we have people from across the United States, we're very tight-knit, we support each other, and you always have somebody to like pick up the phone and call and say, hey, you may be in Arizona, I'm in New York, but how did you handle this issue? Like, I heard you speak on it, I heard you talk about it. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's a really unique opportunity to be part of an organization like this. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely correct. You know, in, in Western New York, there's the Western New York ASBO crew. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I've been to a couple of their meetings so far and I just say, hey, you know, I, I struggled with this. And man, they are they quick to help you out and say, hey, look out for X, Y, and Z, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, at, at those groups. And e even people around the state and throughout the country, you know, yeah. I, I just realizing I've got a mentor in Grand Island. You know, they, they've been great in supporting me with the mentor. Awesome. And um, so, you know, it's it's always pick up the phone, pick up the phone, and, and people are just willing to help each other out and help help each other through things, so it, it's been a great experience That's so, so far. That's so great to hear. Yeah, I, I can't think of a time where I pick the phone up and somebody's like, sorry, I can't help you. And <clears throat> even if they couldn't help me, they pointed me in the right direction or to somebody who could. So it's, it's, a, it's a great association to be a part of. But Bob, uh, so proud of you, man. That's awesome. <laughs> that I'm, glad, I'm so glad everything's going well at Grand Island, and it's, I'm so happy to see you here. Um, it's not easy getting out of the office, especially when you're just starting. So uh, thank, thank you for stopping by and chatting with me. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Awesome. All right. Next up, we have Matt Hurley. He is a sales director at U.S. Retirement and Benefit Partners. Matt, how's the conference going for you so far? It's uh, wild. It's yeah. very beautiful. You were just, we were just talking offline. You kind of drew the short stick, right? You've been, they called you in to set the booth up. They called you in to break the booth down. Have you had any time to kind of mingle and get to know the attendees? At well, obviously, I got to see all of our New York representatives yep, there absolutely. in uh, New York ASBO. Um, I've got to meet plenty of other people from New Mexico, California, Alaska, um, all over, actually. Awesome. It's, awesome. Been a, it's been a great conference. All right, and have you been, is this your first ASBO International Conference, or is this something that you've, attended regularly. Yes, this is my first ASBO International. 
All right. So you told me a little bit, but like, what's your what's your initial impression? Do you think this is something you'll want to come back to year after year as an exhibitor? Oh, or? absolutely. I yeah. mean, obviously, we're going to be here to represent uh, U.S. Uh, Bencore, U.S. Mid America, U.S. Bencore uh, Mid America, U.S. Uh, Omni, U.S. TSACG. Yeah. All the 55 companies that fall underneath the umbrella say, you, of you, U.S. Retirement Benefits <laughs> Partners. Stuff <laughs> to keep it straight, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. So, you know, you you've been to the New York conferences, so. How does this kind of stack up to what maybe your expectations have been with, with New York and all that? Um, I now try and attend more of the sessions okay. more than anything oh, to good, kind good. of find out where the consensus is, where people are taking thoughts and ideas yeah. and uh, trying to work with that to see how we can better position our services as solutions to where the need is. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's funny you, you mentioned that. I was actually, I was talking with Eric Gilbert, a colleague of yours, and he said the exact same thing. He's like, you know, we have a lot of idle time during the day, but being able to kind of jump into these sessions and see what business officials are dealing with on, on the ground level really gives a lot of insight into somebody like you who may be, oh, maybe we can assist business officials in new ways that we didn't think of before. Exactly. And that's what I specialize in is the special pay. And that's where we get really creative with yeah. unique forms of compensation, like accumulated leave and things like that. Trying to get teachers to not call out sick and use their sick days where it's going <laughs> to affect not only right. the, the individual, but then the school district and having to pay for a sub and then of course then it trickles down to the students yeah. not having their dedicated teacher yeah, yeah so if we can help people get creative in different ways with the money that they're already going to be spending and possibly put more money back into the school districts that's where we want to do our best to see how we can help yeah and, and, and i love to hear that that dedication and really the understanding of how one decision affects so much below it. I mean, the just absences and just consistency with teachers showing up and things like that. So thank you. I, yep. I mean, it, it's, it's so encouraging to hear that. So, yeah. what, so what's, the, what's the plan the rest of the conference? We have a, a day and a half left. What, what's on your agenda? Well, I am accompanied by my daughter today because we had volleyball all morning. Awesome. So I'm going to take her out for dinner after right. the booth gets taken down. And then uh, hopefully we'll go over to the uh, Ferris wheel and try that out. Yeah, I, I have to get over there. You know? I've, I've been uh, on our boat at the marina, and it's a beautiful sight to be seen, sure. but I've never been on it. So oh, you haven't? No. Nope. And you, you're local? Yes. All right. And yeah. you haven't been on the Ferris wheel? I feel no. like if I moved here, that'd be like day one. I want to check it out. You know? It's one of those things that attract you like a moth to a flame, especially <laughs> when you're on the boat, you're out on the water, and you see the color wheels, and yeah, it's yeah. just absolutely gorgeous here. The facilities are Second to none. I mean, I can't even imagine heating this place or what the oh heating bill would cost. But yeah. I didn't realize how big this venue was. There's, I think there were at one point three conferences going on simultaneously. I think they could probably hold up to 30 conferences simultaneously. It, it's, it's that it's, big. It's wild. I, I, I haven't been to this venue before, but it is just enormous. It's, it's, crazy. it's crazy. It, it's enormous, but also very beautiful. Very new. I yeah. mean, I think this is what, within seven years oh it is yeah. that new it, it's that uh, new I mean, you can definitely tell i mean it's it's modern it's really nice so a perfect place to hold a, a, a great conference but hey thank you for stopping by i hope you enjoy dinner with your daughter and absolutely you know, get, get thank you for Ferris having wheel. me john it's always a pleasure to see you awesome. hopefully uh we'll be up in new york soon i hope to see you then. are you going to be at the sbmw show i will be there i hope to see you then all right matt thanks. all right all right, next up, we have someone near and dear to my heart, Brian Chechnicki, back again. This was, I mean, if, 
if we even count yesterday, this is probably what your seventh or eighth time on the podcast. I, I, I was I was gonna say I think I think not counting yesterday, this is six. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate your support and you know you're a glutton for punishment, coming back uh, all the time. Hey, I, I wouldn't miss it for the world. <laughs> so you know, I'm, I'm sitting here on the trade show floor flagging people down as they go by and as the conference is starting to wind down I'm just trying to get some reflections on what are those moments in this conference that are going to make you come back so that being said what kind of stuck out to you I mean you're you're the executive director of ASBO New York so you have a little bit different of a take on what's happening but tell me like what what attracted you to the conference this year and why are you going to come back or why not next year sure so I've got I've got two things the the first is Certainly in, in uh, relation to my role uh, with the association, um, this conference really, uh, over the last couple of years, has, has tailored itself for us as affiliate staff. Yeah. And so we have long had a, a group of the executive directors that's able to get together throughout the year, and so this conference is a part of that. But the last two years now, they've actually had an affiliate staff track as a part of the sessions. And so yeah. all of our staff have been coming to the conference now. And, and rather than just going to sessions about what's going on in school districts, they're able to get together and, and talk about what are they doing within their own state associations. And so that's been great. And I know my staff, those that were, uh, were here for the first time this year, loved that. Yeah. And it really, it really helped. Um, well, Matt, who I was just speaking with, he was kind of saying, you know, he was jumping into the sessions for the school business officials because it gave him a better idea of what we're dealing with. I did the exact same thing with your session the other day. And admittedly, I, I went into it. I was like, I didn't realize it was just for, you know, affiliate uh, individuals. But I'm glad I stuck around because even though I'm on the board of ASBO New York, you're the executive director, we work very closely together. Just in general, there's things that aren't that are kind of in our blinders and we don't realize. So just having the opportunity to see the things that you guys are doing from state to state is is really eye-opening. And I think I would encourage anybody, whether you're on the board of your local ASBO or not, check it out. I mean, it was great. Yeah, absolutely. And and the, so the second thing, it, it, it sort of goes in, the, in that same bucket where um, this has also been an opportunity in years past and again this year for me to attend sessions, not of new topics and new people that I don't know, but actually some of the people that I do know. And, yeah. and I, I, I think specifically about your long range financial planning session, obviously you and I have, you know, I'm very familiar with the work you've been doing yeah. over the years on this, but I rarely actually take a moment to actually sit through one of those presentations. And so that was actually great for me to be like, oh, I, you know, I could look and see how, how your program has changed yeah. over the years. I, I looked at your document for the first time in a long time. I'm like, oh, this is great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. In fact, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a little worried now that as a, as a board member, you're, you're you're going to be expecting to see that on our association budget side, so yeah, I, 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 I got to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. but no, but I think I think that there, there's a little bit of both. You you have have both the opportunity to to hear and see new things, uh, but there's also this chance where where people and topics that you know are showcased that you're able yeah. to sort of see a different angle on um, in a different setting. It's just it's been really nice. That, that's a good point too. I mean, we had a, a few of us from ASBO New York present, and I I didn't see it this year, but I did see it last year where. Tim and Joe, uh, at the time, both from Saratoga, present, presented on academic return on investment. And, you know, you work so closely with these people on a regular basis, but you don't necessarily see them in their, I'm finger quoting, element all the time. So to be able to see one of your closest colleagues just just go for it is is awesome. It's like I, I don't see them in that light all the time. We were in a very 
governance capacity, but to see them in their element is, is awesome. Yeah, so. absolutely. And, and that's very much how I felt with your session this morning. Oh, thank that, you. Thank you. Um, you know, again, we've talked about long range financial planning a lot, but to, to actually sit down and go, oh yeah, this is what he does to get there. And this is this is <laughs> yeah. what the product is yeah, that he looks yeah. like, uh, yeah. that looks like when he's done. It's, uh, it was really nice. Well, I appreciate the support. It was I, I had a good session and uh, presented today with my beautiful wife, Brady. Like she did an awesome job. Yes, like, no, she, yeah. she was great as always. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, for, for, the, for the listeners out there, she's, uh, she's definitely the better half of the two, so. 1,000% the better <laughs> half. Yeah, well said. Well, Brian, thank you for stopping again for the sixth to thousandth time. I'm sure this won't be the last, but I, I appreciate it and uh, appreciate you stopping by and appreciate your uh, working with you even more. So Absolutely, thank you. thank you. All right. Okay, next up we have Howie Barber. Howie, you are no stranger to SBO Perspectives. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, basically coming to this conference just along with all the other things we do at ASBO is just a uh, great opportunity and a phenomenal time to be able to catch up with all the other individuals that I've, I've dealt with and worked with. Yeah, and so you and I were talking a little bit offline, uh, just kind of shooting the breeze. Uh, you've been pretty busy. You've been yeah. pretty busy. So. Let the people know, what have you been doing? You just don't show up, go to a couple sessions and leave. You are here, you were here two days early. Um, you have some some accolades to share. Like tell, tell everybody what's going on with Howie Barber. I think when, uh, when I have a chance to come to a, a conference like this, usually there's a lot of planning just to be able to schedule coming. Right. But, uh, but this year we had initiated a new pre-conference uh, presentation and it was uh, it was a four-hour presentation on federal grants and so who was kind of the target audience was it open to anybody like what was what was that all about yeah so it was pretty much open for anybody whether you're a chief financial officer whether you're you know a titled assistant superintendent whatever that might be if you're a grants director or somebody that worked at your district that had responsibilities relative to any of those phases okay they had a chance to come in and it really gave a full overview as far as when they're doing the the research to develop what grants might even be available right how they're working with their school district to see what their maybe their shortfalls were in the budget, and then now they needed to utilize this other resource that might be out there. And then last but not least is, how do you want actually go through the processing of writing it? Okay. You know, and we had about um, seven different components of it where there was like mini five to 10 minute workshops along with the, or during the four hour session. Right. And that gave them the hands-on of what they needed to do at each stage to allow for them to have that, that overall idea. And then the last piece was actually getting them ready. So once everything was all done, what do they need to do? They need to be prepared for the outer. Right. So, and, and, and basically getting ready for the, the, you know, the filing, the closure of the grant, and then getting ready for that single, uh, the single audit act that comes through the pipelines. And I'm sorry, was this the first time this something like this was offered? Yeah, so this was uh, basically a pre-conference that hadn't been done before. It was okay. uh, a four-hour uh, presentation. I know we were fortunate this year, we also had another one that was a three-hour for leadership. Okay. And, uh, but it showed that this year they really put a lot of extra effort to provide a lot of uh, additional That's academics great. and you know and things for I, I use the word academics a lot, but right. a lot more of the professional development that people can really truly strive for. Oh, that's awesome! And I mean, do you see something like this kind of continuing in the future? Yeah, I think so. I think this is maybe, and I know that they have done other things uh, that weren't directly in the annual institute. Okay. But I can def I can definitely see that this is going to be a goal that they would probably continue to make. And I mean, whether or not it's myself or we have so many phenomenal individuals that have so much expertise right. that they can really hold and, and really move forward with. And I think another thing that kind of highlighted was this year we have done so many different boot camps. Yeah. Uh, I know we had the HR one earlier in the year. Yep. Uh, I did a uh, 
basically a five-day boot camp on Grant Wright, uh, basically on a similar fashion, but it was more condensed for a wider spread uh, audience as well. Yeah. And you know, we've also done the procurement boot camp that was last week, which was also a great opportunity. I did two sessions of it. We had uh, another individual that did some as well. And this is just for, again, bringing other forms of professional development that you can really give to not only the financial officer that has the chance to come to these, right. but then those that you might actually have in your district that you know they need to do things kind of like outside the beaten path where you can right. do it at work, but they don't have the time to do all the traveling. And so these are kind of like much more focused segments before the conference even starts. It's, is it a much more intimate environment for a more Q&A and more workshop? How, how's it kind of set up? Yeah, so basically what happens is that there is a lot of collective information that's going on. You know, uh, I think for the most part, a lot of it's based on, at least in my, in my impression, is when we have the educational co committee that spends a lot of time developing what the, the academic strategies are going to be, what are the things that are really the key points yeah. that, are, that are important for us to be able to put together for the annual institute, or things that might align to some capacity with the leadership conference, or things with the Eagle. Right. Even though those two are specific as far as what the intent is, but we're able to gather a lot of information. I've been on the educational committee now, I think this is my sixth year. Wow, And wow. The, the gathering of information that we can see and we can hear, the surveys. You know, yeah. when people do their PD, the surveys I always you, push for. So can you, can you tell me, do you get a lot of good feedback for the surveys? I, I do, I think, um, not specifically for me, but I, I do see some, good, some great feedback. Good. I think it's, it's things that are really instrumental for us as a, a program as a whole. Yeah, yeah. Because once that comes through, when you have the committee that's there, and, and Brian, Brian Allen is uh, the chair, unfortunately, uh, he's the chair only through the rest of this year and then yeah. his term's down. But he's been able to, with his team and the group that he's been around, uh, some of the some of the the professional development as a whole is phenomenal. Yeah, the, the the offerings with ASBO International just continue to blow me away. I mean, there's just so many creative takes on the issues that we we face. It's just so nice to see different approaches to solving these these issues. But you know, as you were kind of going through the list of things, you did mention Eagle. So. Uh, <laughs> Howie, you are an Eagle Award winner. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Can you let our listeners know what that means and you know, what does it mean to you? I think that's one of those, um, it's, it's an award that when you receive it, you really almost, you can't strive for it. You can't almost, I'm still having a hard time accepting it. Right. Um, well, you're a very humble guy. So. Uh, it, uh, it's definitely, I mean, almost as bad as it sounds, I don't cry very often. Yeah. And it almost brought a tear to my eye when it's I brought It's a big when, honor. Yeah, it's and a big honor. When, uh, when Siobhan had called me to give me the notification, I was like, I, I literally had to stop in my in my driveway. I could not even yeah. you know, walk. And I think wow. those are things that you know you you appreciate. Number one, the nomination. Sure. You know, and I mean, and you don't really know who's nominating you. So right. evidently, at some point somewhere, uh, you had to do something that was good. Yeah. You know, and I think that by itself shows the the appreciation that we earn right. because none of this is given to you. So right. you have to do something that shows your dedication, and you give a great opportunity for somebody else. And then that, I guess, opens the eyes up. And yeah. when you get a nomination, I know a lot of times just being nominated is an honor. It's flattering, yeah. right? Like yeah. And then when you go through the process, so this, uh, so the process itself for the Eagle, you have to gather a bunch of information about yourself, your, mm -hmm. the history of what you've done, and, uh, and provide that in a, a summary, some essays and so forth yeah, that, yeah. that relates to that. And I think when you're even doing that, I had a hard time trying to, I have a hard time writing about myself. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, we can, publish about everybody else. I can speak highly about everybody in my school department, my superintendent. It's almost kind of awkward to kind of, you know, tell me how great you are or like what you've done. It's like, I don't, now I just do what I do, right? That's, that's, that's exactly yeah. it. I mean, you know, you praise everybody. You know, you know yeah. that everybody else is doing phenomenal things that whether it's in your district, you know, I mean like my payroll staff, my HR person, my, you know, my payables people, they work diligently everything I need, they work right. on, but then 
you know, you could maybe sometimes we don't even praise them enough. I mean, right. I, I know. Well, it's a, funny you say that. So, you know, every year around this time, our audits finished, and we've had <laughs> very clean audits the past few years. And the board is very generous, and they're thanking me. I said, no, I am a minuscule piece of this auditing process. You thank my treasurer, you thank my payroll clerk, you thank everybody in the business office, but not me. I can't take credit for that. No, I, I think that's the way that it always comes through the pipelines. I mean, we when you have a great support team, and when you have, again, we, we do one facet of the work, you know, whether it's gathering the data, whether we're coordinating the individuals that are around us. Right. And, and I know and sometimes you don't have enough people, so you are, yeah. you know, you are getting into the into the weeds in certain circumstances. Sure, sure. But if you don't have some, uh, it's almost like having an alliance with your team. It you know, really is. If people aren't understanding what you're working on or why, then it, it either makes more work for you, which means that you have more likeliness of mistakes, because if you're the only one doing something, who's checking and balancing for right. you? Right, so. yeah, it makes a huge difference to have that, that, like you said, that alliance with your staff. So, the laundry list doesn't end, Howie. You, were, you, you presented what, two, three times in the conference? What, how do you find all this time to, to do all this? I, I am like blown away. I presented once and I'm like, oof, can't wait to like go relax. <laughs> I, I think that, you know, we, uh, each year that I've been coming here, uh, it's almost like back when the, the Mass Association of School yeah. Business Officials, you know, uh, being on that board for seven years, you're so involved. You know, you're spending a lot of time gathering individuals to present, sure. you know, looking at the PD. And then when you've gone through that, I guess, like that kind of a term at a state level, when you're looking at it at an international level like we're at now, you really get to, I guess, focus more on things that can be more beneficial. And, right. and I think once you start, you don't really know how to stop. Yep. You know, and, and what, it's almost right. like work. You know, you get involved. You see, we always joke. You know, it's inertia, right? Yeah. You just keep going. You know, we, we all work 40 hours a, a week. Yeah, we wish, right? But, yeah, we you know, work a minimum of 40 hours. <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. But then when you start getting involved, it's kind of like, you know, your hours can go to 50 or 60 or 70, but then you, you take on more stuff because right. that's just the way that we are. It and, is, and, and I, I mean, disagree with me if, if you don't think this, but it's like, I love what I do, and I love the associations I'm affiliated with, so it doesn't feel like work. So yeah. even though it's in excess of 40 hours, it just it feels very different than sludging through and trying to get something done. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you, and I think because of the fact that you, you're also able to see the people around you. Right. You know, and like today, like you and I are talking right now, I know the, the positive things you've done, whether it's in your school department, whether it's here and obviously doing these sessions now, the things that, you know, we always talk about how phenomenal your wife is. She's awesome. And I think She's those awesome. things alone kind of shows what, what it's worth for us to take the time yeah. to do what we do. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a 16-year-old uh, daughter. She's actually in my school district. Uh, never oh, really? before okay. coming to where I am now, what I've expected to ever have. My sons are in college. So, yeah. so it's like, you know, you don't really think much about it. But then when you have like a, a child that's in your school district, you almost seem to work more. I mean, because... It, it, I mean, it, we're here to service students, but there's something different when it's your own child. You're like, oh, like, I have to step it up. I have to make sure I'm on my game all the time. Not that we're, we aren't already, but you're right. I think, like, you know, if you have your own kid in your district, it's like, now it's like personal, right? That's exactly, and I think it's even worse because, and I use the word worse because we already have your family at the school district. I know that yeah. I joke around about my, or my wife and I joke around all the time because I'm with her, you know, what, uh, 10 hours a week? Yep. As bad as that sounds. No, you know, it's, you know, it's, it is, it, though. We both get home, we I'll go to sleep. between the hours of seven and 9.30. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that's exactly it. And then all of a sudden, but you're thinking about your coworkers, you know, you almost, and I don't mean the, 
you know, quote the word, but you almost have to love your coworkers. They're because, almost more of a family yeah. than your, because you're spending most of your time at work. Exactly, right? you're spending yeah. at least 40 hours in all reality with just your your staff members that are in the building. Yeah. The other other administrators, you have all of these meetings, uh, not necessarily conference time, but school committee meetings or subcommittee meetings or negotiation meetings, and you know, you have to have a really great relationship with them as well because it goes well beyond. You'll burn uh, yourself out yeah. quick if it's not the right environment. Well, especially, I like the opportunity when I get done with the school committee meeting, it goes two or three hours, and then my superintendent, Mike, and I, we go out to dinner. Oh, that's awesome. And it's one of those things that's where awesome. we know, like, at least once every couple of weeks, that's the goal, because then yeah. it allows us to just talk outside the books and records. Yeah, you can kind of, like, turn it off for a little bit and just catch up as a, as a human being, you know? Yeah, no, exactly. So, all right, Howie, there's one more big piece of news I want you to talk about. Okay. And I didn't find out until Brian Allen came up to me with <laughs> a card and a pin. You're running for ASBO International's Board of Directors, am I, am I correct? Yes, you're, uh, you're completely correct. All right, so, so I didn't realize this was like such a thing. I mean, people have postcards and pins and like <laughs> pens, it's wild. So why are you running for the board and, and what does it mean to you to be a part of ASBO International's board potentially in the future? Well, I think um, especially the since uh, well since our Denver conference, which yeah. was about seven years ago, um, I've been more involved. Obviously, I've had a lot of opportunities to spend the time not only with potentially uh, board of directors, but also the individuals like yourself and I that are yeah. just members. Right. And I think each year being more involved. You know, we've already spoke about you know just how this year was with the pre-conference items, right. the right. things right now. Uh, you know, having that chance to do those types of things, seeing how members of the board. Uh, as well as members that are in, well, and I, when I say board, you have the three tiers, and then right. you have your, your second tier of the vice president and yep. your past president. Yep. So all of those individuals that you can really inspire to what they're doing to bring the, uh, the opportunities to ASMO International as a whole. Yeah. And then when you're able to also have the pleasure of working with like our, our current acting executive director, you know, Sabrina's, uh, Sabrina is phenomenal. Yeah, and then, when, yeah, and awesome. then when you're working with like, Sabrina and you're going through all these other individuals, you're realizing all of the work that they're actually doing as well. Yeah, and it makes you Yeah, and it makes you really realize how important our organization is. And then when you're doing the presentations and you're seeing the smiles, you're seeing the interactions, you're seeing the people that are actually listening, learning, and then hopefully in some case, developing some kind of a plan to bring back to their districts. Right. That kind of is what's important. Because of doing this and seeing that now for the number of years that I have, and obviously dedicating, you know, I mean, as much as I joke around about it, you know, whether it's the workshops, whether it's doing the, the boot camps, whether it's doing these presentations, it kind of makes me almost inspired to be like those individuals that are around us. Yeah. And I think the next makes part- Makes you a better professional. Yeah, right? and yeah. I think the next part for all of us is to be able to take that next step. Right. And the more I see it, the board of directors is really that next level to, sure. you know, to inspire things that are more useful and beneficial for everybody. One of the biggest parts of that is that, you know, I go to our, Mass, uh, our Massachusetts one each year. You know, I go to other ones that are really local, whether right. it's our um, whether it's our facilities departments, our human resource departments, oh, et cetera, so you're conferences. Involved outside of yeah. the business official realm. Exactly. Yeah, because I've been on many of those uh, many of those committees as well. Yeah. But now knowing that these other states have so many things that are parallel, but you also have so many things that are at the federal level that goes across everybody. And right. by doing this position as well, you get to do more of that visiting. Absolutely. And I think, you know, whether it's not me coming out to your state or going out to you know, Ohio or going down to Texas. Right. Those types of things has that opportunity because not only am I going out to talk to them, maybe presenting at one of their uh, one of their conferences, sure. but also hearing what they're doing. Yeah. And then by being able to bring back what the information is that, that they're providing for PD, it does two more scales. One, I can intertwine those, those state-based PDs, bring them into ASBO International and try right. to expand it, 
but I also can bring it back to Massachusetts. Right. And I think those are the things that I'm helping, not only, again, my own state, but the things we do here. And I think that's another thing that we can inspire to do because, you know, as you go through and you learn, you know, you can then provide that information to everybody else. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're just kind of spreading the wealth of knowledge, but um, I have no doubt you're going to do very well in your, in your run for board of directors. I, I am proudly wearing my uh, vote for Howie Barber pin on my lanyard, so <laughs> you can count on me. Uh, but Howie, thank you so much for taking time out of your incredibly busy schedule to come chat with me for a little bit. And John, I appreciate I, it. And John, I appreciate all your time and all your assistance. And like I said, this is one of those great opportunities to not only speak to you, but also later on, I get to listen to you, not just for myself, but, <laughs> but you know. God bless you for listening <laughs> to me twice. <laughs> you know, it, it's one of those things that gets me through the day. If I don't hear John in some capacity, I got to rewind and watch some of the previous ones just so I can feel successful when I can hear the things that he's I'm showing flattered. up on me. Thank you. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of the conference. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you too. All right. The next person I flagged down on the expo floor, Cherie Lewis. Cherie, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Yeah, yeah. My feet are sore, but you know, you know, you that's dancing? a normal thing. <laughs> if I dance, honey, I'd scare the whole public. You don't want that. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't believe you for a second. So Tell me about your experience at this conference. I mean, have you been enjoying Maryland so far? Has, are, you, are you glad that you showed up for the ASBO International Conference this year? You know, it's, the, it's always the highlight of my year. Yeah. I love coming here. I love to teach. Um, seeing the bright eyes in somebody's face saying, hey, I get it. You, you made it where it could be clairvoyant. Right. You couldn't get any better than that. And yeah. having some of the instructors right here, um, is instrumental. Some yeah. of the vendors have been really great. Sure. Some of the games played, you know, some of the games didn't win so well, but you know, you I, know tried I, I, to, I tried to roll some dice over there, Joe. How'd you do? Uh, not very good, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't gamble for a, re for a reason because, right. you know, I, I suck at it. Right, 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 right. So, um, any sessions that really stood out to you this year? I mean, anything, like, what, what are you taking back to your district is something like, oh, I'm so happy I sat through that session. I learned, you know, X, Y, and Z. You know, I'm a retired cop, and I came back from the law enforcement memorial today and was rushing to get back to the boosters class. Yeah. Um, they had two attorneys there. I had been waiting for this over the years because usually when we had the boosters class and I'd go, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That was a great class. Interaction was fabulous awesome. with people. Awesome. Um, asking some really detailed questions to, you know, because boosters are a little tricky. They're and a lot they tricky. can, and we love money. We all love money, sure but do. you got to be tricky. But you got to be cool about how you get the money, you know? Yeah. yeah. We got to spend it the way it's supposed to be spent. And we got to help our parents understand what they can and cannot do. Yeah, 100%. So we have about a day and a half, a day left in this conference. Uh, what are you looking forward to winding down here? You know, tonight we, get to go to dinner with Pinnacle and Eagle Award winner. Yeah. I Me, was just speaking with uh, Howie Barber, uh, Eagle Award winner this year. Very deserving. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I myself got an Eagle Award many years, several years ago. Congrats. That's great. And Congratulations. Just to recognize people for the work that they do, because yeah. you know, we're in a profession that nobody comes and says, hey, you did a fantastic day, did you? We I don't usually know that everyone's like, ever come up to me and say, you're doing great. Thank you for all you're doing. That's weird. I don't know if I've ever heard that. But you know? hey, you're doing a great job. Thanks, Sharon. And that's it. why <laughs> I think this is, you know, you kind of leave it at the end because it's exciting. Right. And you don't get that in our profession. You don't. And you don't. everybody needs to have some kind of accolades. And yeah. as a supervisor, I try to do that a lot. I may not be able to give them an EO award or No, but that positive award. reinforcement is so important, isn't it? It's yeah. essential in my job. Yeah. 
Because yeah. Yeah. I work, my motto is, everything's a teachable moment, and I work for them. They don't work for me. Right, right. So another aspect, too, is you're, you're a director on ASBO International. Does that kind of change your your pace and your interaction at these conferences? Like, do you, as a director, do you have more commitments that you have to go to, or are you able just to kind of show up as an attendee and just absorb whatever you want to absorb? I show up pretty much to every class awesome. I can, unless I have to go do something that, you know, the ladies tell me I need to be somewhere. Sheree, <laughs> you need to be there. You gotta be here now. Like, hey, get over here. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of feel like my wife's here. So, uh, but no, it's it's really good. Yeah. I get to go to class, I get my CPE in or my SFO in, sure. and I enjoy it. Awesome. Um, I love spending time with vendors because yeah. I toy with them and have all kind of fun <laughs> stuff. So, and I'm a jokester. I'm like you Ellen on jokester. TV. Yeah. So you gotta have fun. Yeah, yeah, it's a good time. Well, uh, I'm glad you're having fun. It's so good to see you, and I appreciate you stopping by and uh, chatting with me for a little bit. And you did a hell of a job today with your wife and the and the class you were oh, having. Thank you. Yeah. I'd... And I left this class early, by the way, but I told him why. No, but it was for a good reason. It was I, a I'm good not reason. I'm going to hold it against you. I'm not going <laughs> to I let you stand up. I'm like, where the hell is she going? I got. I have 15 more minutes. <laughs> I was like, I was like, he's going to throw me in a dart <laughs> no, here in a minute because no. I'm going out the door. No, I appreciate the support, and it was it's. Always a pleasure for me to, to get up on stage with her and, and, and present. She's, she's awesome. So. You're doing a fabulous job, and thank you for everything. Thank you. Appreciate the time. All right. All right, next victims on the Expo floor <laughs> <laughs> are Siobhan and Jackie with Asbo International. Uh, Susan doesn't want to participate. She's here for moral support. I wasn't going to call her out, but Siobhan just pointed at her. So uh, Susan is in the wing. She may hop on mic. She may not. But this conference wouldn't be possible, even close to being possible, without your efforts and what you're doing. So I've been talking to school business officials on the floor and getting their take. And by the way, it's all been ex extremely positive, and I hope you're very proud of that. But I don't know that we pay as much attention to all the work that goes in behind the scenes. So Jackie, from your vantage point, how's it going? So I think it's going great. Um, I think every annual conference, it's almost like every year we are planning the biggest and most exciting wedding event of the year. And we are so excited <laughs> to be with all of our friends yeah. um, and put together all the details. And then to see it come to life and see everyone living it out as we envisioned it is yeah. really exciting to be a part of. Do you ever have a moment of like relief and like we're good or is it like two days from now, like when the conference is over, you're like, all right, that was awesome. Do you have a moment to relax and revel in all the work that you've put forth in the, I don't even, how long does it take to even plan something like this? So it takes a lot of people working really hard and it yeah. takes us a while. I'd say we do take a moment to pause and celebrate and then Good. we are usually looking ahead to the next one to think, hey, how can we do this even better next year? Awesome, and Siobhan, from your vantage point, um, interim executive director, you've been killing it. You've been doing a great job. Great speech yesterday, great, by the thank way. You, that was, thank that you. was great. How's it going for you? Fabulous. But yeah. it's going fabulous because of the team. Your team's awesome. They're great. And I've got to give it to all of them and all of the folks that we've left back at the headquarters. Yeah. As Jackie says, it takes some time to plan these. Our events team are planning 26, 2027. I, yeah, all I can't the even way fathom out. the plan right? that goes into it. And then we do try and take a moment, but those moments right now are at the 6 a.m. staff meetings. <laughs> 6 a.m., okay. So what did we do well this year? But then if you were to walk into the staff office here, you'd see a huge post-it note with ideas for next year. Yeah. What can we do? What can we, what can we improve? Um, 
we're always challenging ourselves. Yeah. How do, this is a great conference. How do we rock it next year? And we're, we're also really excited. We're in Nashville, yeah, Tennessee that's next exciting. year. Well, how, I was talking to Howie a little while ago, mm -hmm. and he was saying what a success the pre-conference workshop was on the grants, and like there was a lot of interaction from people, and uh, great that you offer something even in excess to what we're doing, you know, in the four-day span here. So is that is that a, a typical thing? Do you do the pre-conference workshops every year, or are you getting more? Uh, of a groundswell of interest with those? So I think we've done them in the past and we've kind of brought them back this year. Okay. Um, we've seen interest in people, they want to dive a little deeper than you can dive during a one or yeah, two hour yeah. session. And so the bringing these workshops back has given people the opportunity to focus on the specific topics yeah. of interest, so. And you're closer than you have been in recent years to your home base. Can you tell me about the logistics and planning a conference of this magnitude? Like, are there advantages to being closer to Virginia versus like Oregon or something like that? Well, what? selfishly, it was great that we didn't have to fly anywhere this year. <laughs> right. The majority of the team were able to get in our cars and drive yeah. here. Uh, but really, it's such, it is the decisions the events team need to make. They change state by state. Oh, we're sure. following different rules and regulations yeah. depending on where we are. A lot of that is taken into consideration when the contracts are being made with future site, right. uh, select, site selections. Oh, awesome. Have you been on the Ferris wheel yet? You see, we, Jackie and I realized we actually haven't been outside since the day we arrived. <laughs> I've seen the sun in three days. So, <laughs> there is that part, but you brought up the pre-conference uh, pre yes, workshops. Yes. Susan, who's hiding off microphone here. Yeah, she is here. Um, so Susan and Jackie were overseeing our Emerging Leaders Scholarship. That also happens on that pre-conference oh, day. Oh, great, great. And I've not, I've not had an opportunity this year to get to meet the crew, but the idea that we're bringing in, is it 18? 20. 20, 20 Emerging 20 Leaders. 20 Emerging Leaders. Wow. Wow. I see them throughout this event, and they seem to be having a fabulous time. Mm -hmm. They get that opportunity to come in network with each other, but really connect. And uh, Susan and Jackie have been doing a great job this year of connecting Absolutely. them before they even get on site. Yeah. Uh, and then we see them year after year after year because they return and they come back. And they're the future of this profession of school Absolutely. business officials. So. Absolutely. Yes. And you know, Jackie, j uh, changing gears a little bit, I am really impressed with just your off-the-cuff knowledge of ASBO International. So, for those of you who didn't make it to the conference, Jackie's running a game where she, you know you throw a big in, uh, plush die in the air, and depending on what side it, it lands on, she asks you trivia. Is this all committed to memory, or, or do you have like little three by five cards of? So in the years I've worked at ASBO International, um, part of my role was the marketing director as well. Okay. And so uh, it was my job to help promote all the different programs. So after seven years of doing that, I have learned about all the different <laughs> intricacies of the program. So I do have some uh, cue cards for some of the staff who are helping out. But yeah. yes, it's all stored. I was really right impressed. It was like, you didn't miss a beat. You asked me a question. Uh, oh, yeah, the, the emerging leaders. Like, what's the, the max? Yeah. Five years, right? Yes. Yeah, I got it right. All right. Well, I hope you're very proud of this conference. I have heard nothing but amazing feedback from all of our attendees. And hats off to you for taking the time to do all this for us. It's such a meaningful event. And uh, I look forward to seeing you in San Diego in, in February for the Leadership Summit. Well, we appreciate our members, and this is what energizes us and keeps us going, is getting to see everyone in person, um, and then hoping to do great things for you guys.
Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you for stopping by. And thank you. Thank you. All right, next up we have Bob Saul. Bob, welcome back on the mic. It's so good to have you here. How's the conference going for you? Thank you. The conference is fantastic, as always. Um, the seems like the educational content this year is um, top shelf. It which, really is. Right? You, you, we wouldn't expect anything less than that. Um, the exhibit hall has been fantastic with all the vendors that are here. Um, but probably most importantly, and I've talked about this on the podcast in the past, is the networking, right? Absolutely. Being able to connect with... Um, our peers from whether it's our state or our Providence or across the country, across the world, um, spending time together. You and I spent some quality we time did, together. We did, right? we did. Yeah, we, we had a great opportunity to catch up and, and chat, but you may have just already answered my question, but what keeps you coming back year after year? I know you're very much involved in the ASBO International Organization, but it's a big commitment to come out to a conference like this. So. What entices you to keep coming back each year? Absolutely. Um, I'm just going to offer actually a little history. So my first conference was in Charlotte in 2002. Okay. And what I found when I would go to the, the ASBO conference early in my career is it was an opportunity for me to network with people across our state. So right. normally at our state conference, I would be networking with people really from the region that I was from. Sure. But when I came to ASBO International Conference, um, I would really spend more time with people across the state. But as time has marched forward and I've, I've gotten more involved with ASBO and spent more time here at the conference and, and gotten to know people from across ASBO land, if you will, right. um, it, I really keep coming back, I, I think for two things. One is, you know, obviously I think this is where you thought I was going, is for that networking yes. to continue yeah. to connect with people. Um, but also, you know, having an SFO certification, um, it's an opportunity to get those credits, you yes. know, to, to continue to reinvest in, um, you know, what the SFO certification represents too. And, and having been a part of ESBO International and being actively involved for so long, I have to assume you probably have close friends from across the country, right? It's not just, you know, your region you probably, I'm, I'm assuming you have people that you can lean on from west, east coast, north, south, you name it. Yeah, absolutely. You're correct. Um, you know, it's, we, I don't think we use the term Rolodex anymore, right? It's not like I have, <laughs> right. right? It's not like I have a Rolodex, but, right. but you know, we, we have our contact list and, and it's definitely filled with people from all over yeah. um, that, I feel like I could reach out to whenever I need, um, you know, either someone to talk to or yeah. advice on a particular topic. And, you know, I, again, I sort of talked about this when I was on the podcast previously, but, you know, understanding what people's strengths are yes. and sort of knowing who to reach out to. So when I encounter a problem and I think, all right, I need to reach out to somebody, you know, like instantly I'm trying to think like who has a strength in this area. Well, and your Rolodex can, can you lean on? To, <laughs> right, uh, exactly. To in the Rolodex. Yeah. yeah. So we have about a day or so left in this conference. It's been phenomenal, but as we wind down, like, what are you kind of looking forward to and what are you reflecting on in terms of your, your attendance here? Yeah, so um, one of the traditions at the ASBO International Conference is that our state gets together, everybody, for a dinner. Yeah. Um, so that's this evening, so I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, and But admittedly, tomorrow's my um, older son's 
13th birthday. Oh, so awesome, I'm going to awesome. head out immediately after dinner tonight to drive home so that I can be there in the morning oh, good. Um, to celebrate with him. So You didn't bring him here to celebrate his birthday? That sounds like something every kid would want to do. Yeah, he, I think he would like that. He, yeah. especially, especially here where we are in the nation's capital. Yeah. Um, he definitely would enjoy that, but he's heavily involved in sports and sure, so had, yeah. a, had a hectic uh, sports schedule this weekend. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, Thank you again for, for stopping over and, and chatting with me for a little bit. And I'm so happy to hear that you've had a, a great experience here at the conference this year. Again, thanks for having me on the podcast. Thanks, I appreciate Bob. it.